praise you, Father. Praise you, praise you. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we do give our hearts and our minds and our souls into the potter's hands. Praise you, Lord God. The title of tonight's message is Knowing God. Knowing God. What, what I wanted to do was a little something different tonight. It was what the Lord put on my heart. A lot of times we don't get the opportunity to just come together and to bask in his presence and to seek and listen to the word, just listening to scriptures. So I have a lot of scriptures in this message tonight. I'm not going to suggest that you try to look them up. Uh, we can, I can always give you a list of all of them if you want them later. But in knowing God, if we're looking through his word, as you're looking through it almost all the way through, if we're focused on knowing him, he's showing himself to us. He's telling us who he is. There are so many adjectives describing his nature, his character, his love, and especially his love for us. So tonight, that's where I want us to put our focus, on listening to, for those words that the word of God itself is speaking to us. They're going to talk to us about how amazing our God is. It's through the word that we're going to know him more. So as I said, knowing God is the title, and we're just going to go through a, a, a little slideshow. So listen to the scriptures, and we can always go back, and I can give them to you later, or you can actually have them to follow up on if that's what you want. Let's talk about our amazing God, our mighty, holy, loving, awesome God. John 17, 3, Jesus himself, while praying to the Father, said, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So who is our God? Who, do, who is it that we worship? What does he tell us in the word about himself? We're going to spend some time doing that, focusing on him. The scriptures tonight that we're going to, that I'm going to go over are just going to scratch the surface for us of who is this wonderful God that we serve. Recently, I talked to the congregation concerning the Logos, Word of God, which is the written word, and the Rhema, Word of God, that spoken word of God. That gives us insight and gives us direction directly from him. Those aha moments that we'll have with the Lord as we hear something or as we're reading the word. That's the rhema word of God. And I stressed the importance of the scriptures because we know that the logos of God, ah, the logos of God is where everything must align with it. We can't err outside of what his word tells us. So the rhema words will always agree with the logos of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 decrees. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Everything we do 
and everything we say must begin and it must end in agreement with the Bible. As we refresh ourselves here tonight, that's what I want us to receive, a refreshing. We could use it. We need it. We all go through so much. So let's refresh ourselves in the word, and may my prayer is that may through this, sitting here even tonight or hearing online, you might receive a little rhema word for yourselves from our Lord. Knowing God, again the title, God first reveals himself as we know in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without form and it was void. It was empty. And darkness was over the face of the earth. And over the surface of the deep, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, I'm going to stop there. And God said, the creation account continues for us from there. We know it. Everything spoken into existence by the word of God and everything we know here made manifest by the Holy Spirit of God who hovered over those waters in the very beginning. Then we'll fast forward from there to the New Testament. The book of John starts by explaining to us Jesus Christ the Lord is the Word of God made flesh who came and dwelt amongst us. And it is our Lord Jesus Christ who shows us the Father. Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, God Most High, Provider, Banner, Peace, Shepherd, Righteousness, Majesty, and Jehovah Shammah, yep. which translate the Lord is here. Amen. The Lord is here. Jesus, our Emmanuel, meaning God with us, answered his disciple Philip in John 14, 9, by stating, if you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. Paul wrote in Hebrews 1, 3, the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So tonight, let's rest in this beautiful word. Let's pick up along the way more and more and more of who he tells us he is. So let's pray for one moment. Pray with me, Lord, we want to know you as we are fully known by you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for planting your word in our heart. <sighs> Open your living word to us, Lord. Show us who you are. 
Show us who we are to you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God, our teacher, for teaching us. So let's continue. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave what is one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have an eternal life. God created you and does everything for you out of his love. He has a plan. He has a plan for your good. He does not change who he is. He is reliable, a firm foundation. He is the rock of our salvation. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. James 1, 17 through 18. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from who? Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. <clears throat> Paul wrote in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which he prepared in advance that we might do them. Even while knowing everything, and I mean everything about us, Jesus Christ, the word of truth, was willing to provide the way out for us. Because he is the way. He opened the opportunity for each and every one of us to have a personal, ongoing relationship with Almighty God. And it is in that relationship that we will do the good works. In that relationship, we will do the good works which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them and do. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13, describes the sword of the Spirit, we know about that, and reveals more to us about who he is, the word of truth. Living, powerful, piercing, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Verse 13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we all must give an account. <laughs> we, read, we read these scriptures and we need to really always let the full weight of the meaning of these scriptures sink in for us. 
We must absorb it. We must let it sink in. Knowing God, the omniscient, all-seeing, knowing that nothing is hidden from him, it could be terrifying to think about. Or it could also bring such great comfort to us. Amen. Knowing that he's watching over our every move and cares about every hair on our head. It's numbered. Psalm 1830, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. I can rely on it. He is a shield to all of us who trust in him. If we belong to him, we will need to trust in him. If we belong to him, we need, we will always need, there'll come many times where we're going to need to trust him. Because guess what? In comparison to our God, we are like children in our understanding and in our reasoning. I believe that when the Lord said, when Jesus said, let the little children come unto me, and when he said, you must enter the kingdom of God as a little child, that's the kind of trust we have to have in him because compared to who he is, our understanding is so limited. We are like little children when it comes to trying to fathom all there is to fathom about his ways. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, I'm going to say, say this in the New Living Translation. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He's faithful, and he's true. In Numbers 23, 19, the Moab king, you remember this story, the Moab king named Balak, he was not happy about what was happening with Jacob, and he wanted the prophet Balaam to go, to come to him, and to speak curses over Jacob. That was his desire. But De Balaam couldn't do it. The prophet Balaam could not do it. Why? Because God had already spoken a blessing over Jacob. And I want you to know, this is how the prophet answered King Balak. In verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He has said it, and he will do it. Amen. Or has he spoken, and it will not be made good? God had spoken a blessing. And the prophet could not speak a curse. If the blessing is upon you, if the blessing is upon you, no man can curse you. No man can put a curse upon your life. Remember that. 
evil plans will come to naught. We trust God and we rely on him because he's not like us. He's not like us. He does not. He will not lie. The faithful in Christ Jesus, like Jacob, are blessed. We are blessed. Ephesians 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. We're blessed with spiritual blessings. John 4, 24 in the New King James Version. God is spirit. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Throughout time and into today, right? There are people out there and people who have and are worshiping idols. And those idols have been created by their own hands. And we're told that idols are nothing. Mm -hmm. And people will idolize other people. They'll idolize their own abilities. And the scriptures let us know that when we do that, we do it in vain. There is nothing that can compare to the only true God and Father. And we can take comfort in knowing him, even when we only know in part. Because we're not going to know the fullness until we're before him. But now we know in part. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 through 13 says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. And then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully. When I see his face, I'm going to know fully. Even as I am fully known, he fully knows us. We've already read that. He fully knows us. But even as I am fully known, then I will also know fully. And now these three remain. Faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love because he is love and he's with us now today as love he guides us into loving others we are loved now and we will be loved throughout eternity and he loves us now and he will love us throughout eternity so the greatest is always going to be love we're not going to need hope when we're seeing him face to face as we seek the Lord, the Holy Spirit reveals to us more and more and more of who he is. We're blessed. Isaiah 40, 18 says, To whom then will we liken God? Or what likeness will we compare to him? In chapter 40, verses 21 to 31, Isaiah continues to contrast the foolishness of seeking the works of an idol maker to that of knowing God. People are doing it today still. And in verse, beginning in verse 21, the scripture said, says, have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not 
been told to you from the beginning. Have you not understood from the very foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers. It is he who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall they take their stock and have it take root in the earth when he will also blow on them. And they will wither and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me, says the Lord? Or of whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Verse 26, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created all these things. Who brings out the host by number? He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Why do you say then, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim that I have is being passed over by God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of all the ends of the earth, he neither faints nor does he grow weary. He understands the unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. He increases their strength that to those who have no might. Even the youths, they shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those, those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, on wings like eagles, and they shall run, and they will not get weary. They shall walk, and they will not faint. We have tough times. Sometimes doesn't it seem like justice is far off? We live in a world where you're like, what's going on? We have things come our way hurts, problems, just like these Israelites, just like Jacob. No, justice can seem far off, but we're not to faint. Don't grow weary. Don't give up because we will walk and we will not faint when we follow him. Psalm 50, verse 6 says, 
Let the heavens declare his righteousness. For God himself is judge. Psalm 116.5 Gracious is the Lord. How we love his grace. And righteousness follows him. Yes, our God is merciful. Romans 6, 19 through 23, and this is in the New Living Translation. Paul writes, because of the weakness of your human nature, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you all understand this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led you deeper into sin. But now, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Let me say that again. You now must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, this is verse 20, when you were slaves to sin, this is of course before we knew our Lord, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin, and you have become slaves to God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness. It doesn't say that you're automatically holy. You do the things that lead to holiness and that result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. What is Paul telling us? He says, sin is going to come knocking at our door. We're all going to have sin knocking on our door. Yes, sin is going to come knocking. Okay? But the word of God says that we are free from the power of sin. We're not free from sin coming along and trying to grab a hold of us. We're not free from being in, uh, living in our bodies yet. We're not free from our emotions. We're not free from our, our thought processes. But we are free from the power that sin can have over us. We are equipped, is what he's telling us. We are equipped in God that when sin comes knocking, we don't have to answer the door. We can refuse to answer and open the door. We're not going to open the door. The Holy Spirit of the living God in us will guide us into those things that lead us into holiness and will result in eternal life. I'm going to back up to that verse above because that's exactly what it says. It's the end of verse 19. Now you must give yourselves to be sl slaves because we were slaves to sin. We couldn't, we couldn't help it. You can't. When people out there in the world are running after every other thing, 
We cannot shake a finger at them because they do not have the power of the Holy Spirit living within them. They don't have that power to resist the way we do. And especially now because we see that evil is rampant out there. Demons are really impressing on people so much these days. But he said, let yourselves, it's a choice, let yourselves be slaves to, uh, uh, be led, don't let yourselves be led deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves, but it's you giving. You must give yourselves to be slaves. This is like a bond servant. To righteous living. So you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. It's a process. Sanctification is a process. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right, and the result was awful. But now we have the opportunity to change all of that. 1 John 1.5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. The Holy Spirit will lead us with light. He will not lead us into darkness. Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Don't we want to do that? Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all the people. Tell people about him. For great is the Lord and worthy of our praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all the families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity with equity. He's so fair. Let the heavens rejoice. Remember, we're describing what we can know more about our God. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant. Oh, let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation Rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth, and he will judge the world with righteousness, and his people he will judge with faithfulness. This incredible patience that the Lord has with us. He's so patient with us. He's the God of patience. 
He is so patient, and that is such good news. That is part of the good news message, that he doesn't forsake us. He is patient with us. 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Let him return to our God for our God has abundant pardon. Exodus 34. The Lord is speaking to himself, of himself in this scripture. The Lord is speaking of himself in Exodus 34. And the Lord said to Moses, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. What grace we've received from him, our God. Can we, can we come as we're getting ready to finish this up? Can we just come forward and I want us to dwell on who he is and offer up some praise to him. Lift our praises to our God. Let's praise him for who he is. As I'm going to continue to read some of this stuff I wrote on about him that he gave me from, to put on my heart. Let's come forward and praise him. And if you're at home, wherever you are and you're listening, praise him. Think of how awesome our God is. Lord God, we come. We lift up our voices together to seek you, Lord God. Speak out from your hearts. Yes, praise him. Oh, you know, you, oh God, you are the great I am. I'm going to say some names. Follow through with them. You're the great I am. You're Adonai. Master, Alpha, Omega, you're the Ancient of Days, the God who sees, our Elohim, Mighty, Supreme One, our hope, the giver of our faith, providing all our needs, blessing us with your presence by the Holy Spirit, filling us with your love, Filling us with your joy, your peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. You give us self-control. Oh, holy God, never leave us. Never leave or forsake us. Lord God, when we fail, draw us back, Lord. When we sat in your heart, turn us to your ways, Lord God. Thank you for your loving kindness that we can enter into your holy place, glorious in your presence, Lord. We can come to you, Lord, without fear of rejection. Praise you, our King. We need not fear rejection when we come to you. We praise you now. We praise you now, our Lord and God. Whatever your needs are, Whatever your needs are, 
Speak them from your heart to our Heavenly Father. Speak them to him right now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Let your request, whatever's going on with you currently, that's in your heart, whatever your struggles might be, whatever you need to tell him, speak it to him. Lay it down. Place your needs, your wants, your desires before him. Release it all, everything. Oh, you're the one, Lord. You already know that you're waiting. You're waiting on us, Lord. Give it all to you. Give it all to him. Oh, bring your healing, Lord, your provision. Direct our steps. You are Abba, our Abba Father. rise each morning determined to spend our day resting in you knowing that you'll direct our steps and go before us how we praise you thank you Jesus is mighty glory in his name God's people said amen and amen